0: Luke chapter 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being short, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see Jesus since he was coming this way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed Jesus gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to Jesus, look Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times that amount. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost we have a very strange relationship with change it's really funny because we love makeover programs or maybe it's just me it seems that they're very popular and very often you look particularly at makeover programs that have to do primarily with developing an old building that lied in ruins and suddenly became this beautiful architectural piece either being restored to its former glory or being transformed into something slightly new. Of course, you can get some more radical physical makeovers where people are being transformed and uh, sometimes they can be a little bit unusual. One thing is sure within all of us, there's a desire to change. At the same time, we are quite resistant to change. And very often that becomes obvious. Mark Twain famously used to say, the only person that likes change is a wet baby. So it's, it's kind of this paradoxical relationship between a deep desire within us to be transformed, to be changed, to become a, a, a version of ourselves that maybe we're long inside to be, maybe getting rid of all the flaws, changing some of the things if we feel frustrated about ourselves. Yet at the same time, we struggle with change. Let me put a thesis for you. I wonder if sometimes we end up being very disappointed about some of the changes that we make in our life. And sometimes it can be changes to do with relationships. We can change relationships. We can change our circle of friends. Some people even change their partner or their wife Sometimes they change their work partners and they think that's gonna bring me happiness. If I'm just gonna change the people that I hang out with, that's gonna bring all the happiness and pleasure in life. And it often disappoints, it, it doesn't happen. Sometimes people think if I just move location, if I just moved to another part of the country, if I just choose a different career path, that will bring me happiness. And very often it's not there. At a very superficial level, people change their looks, They get a different haircut, they drive a different car, they get a latest model of a gadget that everybody is longing to have. They wear particular brands of clothing that they think will attract attention and popularity. And very often after you get that thing that you've been wanting to get for a long time and get your hands on it and get used to it, it ends up being disappointing. Why is that? Because I believe The longing within our hearts for change is a good one. It's a real one. Yet the way we're trying to feed that hunger through superficial means by just trying to change our look, trying to change our friends, trying to change our job, trying to change our house, our car or our clothes. That never brings true satisfaction and happiness because it's superficial it doesn't deal with the real thing and the real thing is our heart our soul our inner being and this is what is happening actually here in the passage that we just heard read in luke chapter 19 the secret here is that somebody had an encounter with jesus that changed them profoundly it brought about what i would call an ultimate makeover A change that is lasting, a change that is deep, a change that is satisfying. And this is happening as Zacchaeus encounters Jesus. And the first thing that really strikes me about this wonderful encounter between those two is that actually it shows the truth. And here it is. We all want to be loved. And Zacchaeus experiences that. As he meets Jesus, he meets the one that shows him love. And it's very obvious because it says, Luke, when he describes what's happening here, it says Jesus entered Jericho and he was passing through. It almost suggests that Jesus had a clear destination, a clear goal, a real purpose for the day. And this would have been just something that you go through. Not a destination. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus and he was a chief tax collector and he was wealthy and he wanted to see who Jesus was. But being short, he could not, so he climbed up the sycamore tree. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. We all want to be loved. Zacchaeus wanted to discover real love. And in meeting Jesus, he found it. I love how Jesus has what some people call interruptible focus Jesus has a clear goal he has a clear mission but actually always Jesus is ready to be interrupted from whatever he is aiming for by people because Jesus loves people like me and you and that's why I love Jesus because he's so wonderful with that and Jesus is loving Zacchaeus. And that's why he is interrupted in his passing through Jericho. And there he is, a man who's hiding in the tree. I don't even know how on earth Jesus clocked him. Maybe it was so obvious. Nobody else was in the trees. Everybody else was down and suddenly the there was this weird guy up a tree. Maybe that was just what made him very obvious. Or maybe just Jesus being so loving of people. He had an eye for seeing what others didn't and the beautiful thing is that jesus notices him he jesus could have ignored him jesus could have said i am busy i've got an agenda i've got to get to my meeting i've got to get to my destination and i will not be interrupted by just because i'm seeing a guy up at tree." jesus could have missed zacchaeus because to be frank this would have been and it was a really bad PR experience for Jesus. Now, let me tell you about something about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. In those days, probably he would have probably had a popularity in the local community of that of a drug dealer. He was not popular at all with the people around him. Why? First of all, because he was seen as a compromiser. He was working for the Roman authorities. Secondly, he was collecting taxes. Nobody who collects taxes is somebody who's very popular with people. And thirdly, probably people were very envious of his potentially lavish lifestyle that he could afford because of his job. And as part of his job, there was probably a reputation of those people. And there's a hint in what Zacchaeus is saying after he meets Jesus. There's a, there's a hint that probably they were not very honest. And sometimes, let's imagine that the tax that he had to pay to the Romans was 10 denarii. And Zacchaeus would come and he would say, the tax you owe is 15 denarii. 10 denarii went to the Romans, 5 denarii lined Zacchaeus' pockets. And therefore, he was not a popular person. So for Jesus to stop and notice somebody who would have been so unpopular in his local community, that was definitely not a good PR exercise. In fact, it was a bit of a nightmare. And yet Jesus, because he loves Zacchaeus, because he understands that we all want to be loved, he's taking the time to notice him. Although he could have been busy, he's taking the time to connect with this man, although that man wasn't particularly the kind of guy you wanted to connect with. And he notices him. He could have ignored him or he could have rejected him. But Jesus, because he loves him, he notices him. And we know that he notices him because he stops. And again, me and you, we notice people and particularly people in need. But we don't always stop, do we? We can find a thousand one excuses not to stop. But love doesn't do that. Love, when you notice a need, pushes you. To actually stop and engage. And Jesus, because he loves Zacchaeus, does just that. He begins to talk to him and he's saying to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Jesus notices him. Jesus stops and Jesus communicates and engages with him. He looks at him. He gives me eye contact. He connects with him. It's not that they're disinterested, I'm going to talk to you as I'm passing you by and I feel like I'm silencing my conscience. No, he takes time to engage with him and looks him in the eye and then he says his name. How powerful that is. Not when you're in corny situations and somebody's trying to impress you with the fact that they remembered your name, but when they genuinely, because they love you, they will say your name. I wonder when was the last time anybody said Zacchaeus' name like that. I don't think the people around him, whenever he was walking by, would have said Zacchaeus' name like that. They were probably hissing his name. They were probably spitting the words out. Maybe the last time ever said that in that tone might have been his mum, his dad, somebody that really loved him and jesus does that he addresses him he speaks to him he calls him by his name and begins to engage with him this is the truth for all of us we are all looking for love we all want to be loved and maybe just like zacchaeus on the outside you look like you've got it all together on the outside You look, actually, you're envied by everybody else because everything looks just fine. And yet the truth is, inside maybe you feel like Zacchaeus. Maybe you feel like you don't fit in. Maybe you feel like there are things in your life you're quite embarrassed about and you'd love to change. Maybe you feel like you're so desperate for change That you do something stupid like climb up a sycamore tree just because you're so desperate for something that Jesus could do in your life. I know how that feels. I've been there many times. And like Zacchaeus, we all want to be loved. At times we might feel like nobody wants to hear our questions and nobody has any answers. Nobody has any time to notice us. We feel invisible and at times even rejected. And yet Jesus touches Zacchaeus' life and he's ready to touch your life. And he's touched my life and he's touched countless lives of people that I know in an amazing way. Because Jesus wants to answer that love question. Who will love me? He will be there for me. And Jesus is saying, I'm here. And just the way he spoke to Zacchaeus, he's speaking to you right now. We are all looking for love. But there's another thing here. We all want to be changed. That's the truth. You know, if all we ever get is some sort of attention, and if all that Zacchaeus ever got from meeting Jesus is getting a selfie with Jesus and posting it on Insta, And then everybody else going, wow, you're amazing. Wow, you've actually been with Jesus. But that would have been superficial. That wouldn't have changed anything in his life. It wouldn't have dealt with his fears, with his shame. It wouldn't have brought any fulfillment to his dreams. There would have been nothing. But Jesus comes because he wants to answer that desire in all of us. We want to be changed. And Jesus is saying to Zacchaeus, I'm here because I want to change you. I know why you're here. And that's why I want to meet that change in your life. And Jesus wants to have a friendship with him. He wants to have a relationship. That's at the core of the Christianity I'm embracing. It's a relationship with Jesus. It's a friendship with Jesus. It's not religion. It's not following a set of rules. It's not a do's and don'ts. It's a living relationship with Jesus. And Jesus is saying to him, I want to come to your house. In Jewish language at the time, is I want to be your friend. I want to have a relationship with you. Me and you need to get together. To us, it would seem, in the Western world, it would seem like a bit of a weird thing that, you know, it's like Jesus is inviting himself to Zacchaeus' house. Wow, a bit rude. You can't do that. But it's, you know, the best way I can put it, if, if you think of a celebrity that suddenly, you know, kind of rings you out of the blue, you know, and says, I want to come to your house, it, it, it wouldn't seem rude. It, 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 it would be quite an honor. That's the equivalent of what's happening here. Somebody that was very highly treasured is giving Zacchaeus a great honor saying I want you to be my friend and I want to come to your house by sharing a meal they would have developed a closer relationship now that would have never happened to Zacchaeus I mean nobody wanted to go to his house probably because he was a guy with a bad reputation okay they envied him but they hated him and sometimes maybe for good reasons And yet Jesus is doing the thing that nobody else could have imagined. And he's inviting himself and he wants to be a friend of Zacchaeus'. And do you know what that says to me? That Jesus is willing to show scandalous grace. Grace is undeserved favor. It's not what Zacchaeus deserved. Yet Jesus is so filled with love and he wants to change him. And he's willing to do that to give him something he doesn't deserve. Because he wants to bring about that transformation in his life. Jesus is saying, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. You see, the order is so important. Before Zacchaeus could be changed, he is met with Jesus' love. Sometimes people say, do you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't change. And nobody can change me. Let me tell you. Once Jesus begins to break you with his love, paying attention to you, talking to you, showing you his grace, it's irresistible. It's so powerful. He did it in my life. And again, as I hinted before, I can tell you so many instances and so many stories of people who had the same encounter as Zacchaeus did with the irresistible grace of jesus and as a result of jesus speaking to him noticing him and showing him his amazing irresistible scandalous grace something begins to change something begins to get into motion in zacchaeus's heart and it hits right at the very core of zacchaeus's challenge if you listen to the message from last sunday morning We looked at a young, successful leader who came to Jesus and asked him a very simple, yet very profound question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus, after hearing all the wonderful things that were written in his CV, spiritually, he says, I want you to do one more thing. Sell all that you have, give it to the poor and follow me. And the successful young leader just couldn't do it. So he turned around and walked off from the most amazing offer he could have had in his life. Zacchaeus, without even Jesus saying anything specifically to him, is so convicted. That word simply means that there's something that God says to us in our inner being, by which we begin to get it that we need to change. And there are certain things that we must undo or do. And for him, it's very practical. It has to do with the area that was taking the hold over his life. It's the greed for money. So this isn't specific about money, because my problem might not be money. Your problem might not be money. It could be something very different. But what Jesus does is when he comes with his love, he begins to deal with that problem, whatever it is in our lives. And In Zacchaeus' life, it was greed for money. And something amazing happens. And for me, Always the measure of an impact of an encounter with Jesus is the big, so what? What changes afterwards? What's the BC before Christ and what's the after Christ? What what happened? And in Zacchaeus' life, there is this wonderful confession. He says, he stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look. Here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times that amount. This man who encounters the transforming love of Jesus is beginning to change his priorities. It's changing his mindset. He's changing his passion in life. He's undoing the wrong that he might have done and has a new perspective. And that's what happens when you meet Jesus. Christians are not better people. Christians are changed and changing people. And as Jesus begins to work in our lives and continues to work in our life as we journey with him, we are becoming more like Jesus. And that's what's happening to, to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is beginning to become more like Jesus. And Zacchaeus is doing two things. One, he's rectifying the wrongs that he's done. And secondly, he's becoming a generous person who's giving instead of hoarding. That's an amazing transformation. Let me be frank with you. What attracts me most about Jesus and about Christianity with Jesus at the center is this. It's the possibility of the ultimate makeover. It's the possibility of transformation. It's the possibility of getting rid of all the selfish junk that's in my life and being enabled to be a different person as the power and the love of God works in me day by day. It's not me. It's him working in me. And that's the beginning of the amazing journey, really, for Zacchaeus. What's going on with Zacchaeus is Zacchaeus is getting an amazing deal, which is what Christianity is all about when he talks about the good news. The good news is that Jesus died for our sins in order to bring us three things. Forgiveness, so he deals with the past. He brings fullness, so he gives us a real scope and destiny in life. And he brings fearlessness. That means I don't need to fear eternity and death because I know exactly what it's all about. So Jesus deals with everything, past, present, future. Jesus deals with the shame, by giving us the freedom from shame and from sin through forgiveness. He brings a sense of fullness in our lives and he brings that fearlessness. There is such a wonderful moment when you're able to do the funeral of somebody who put their faith and trust in Jesus and serve Jesus and journey with Jesus. Because there isn't hopelessness, there isn't despair. There's an amazing sense of, wow, that person is just going to the next stage of their destination with Jesus. So that's a wonderful thing that happened in his life. I can identify with Zacchaeus in so many different ways because there are so many things that have been in the past bothering me in my life and I wanted to change. And there are still many things in my life that I want to change. What do I do with that? I have the option of trying to sort of DIY and try to solve myself out. Good luck with that. You and I, we, we probably all know how that works with abject failure most of the time. Other times we might try to have others improve us and people can become religious and they think, okay, if I join this group or if I join this bunch of people with this philosophy, I, I may become a better person. Sometimes people think if I'm educating myself and I'm becoming smarter, somehow I might become that better person. Some people just think, like I said just at the beginning, if I just change my job, if I just change relationships, if I just change my look, if I just go to the gym and lose some pounds. But nothing brings that deep, satisfying change. Like meeting Jesus. Because ultimately, it's about our spirit, our soul, our inner being. And actually out of there begins a catalytic transformation and inside out, it's like a domino effect. What's happening inside the soul begins to affect our mind and our body, our whole being. We need Jesus. And he comes with his love. We need Jesus. And he comes to change us, to transform us. And he's so good at it. And he's so gentle. And he's so patient. But he does a great job. Like no one else and like nothing else I've ever seen. And this morning, I can only invite you and say, come on. Why not take that step and hear Jesus' invitation and respond to him? Maybe you have those longings. Maybe you have those things that keep you awake at night. Maybe you have those regrets, like Zacchaeus did. Why not let Jesus step into those situations and bring his love and bring his transforming power? Why not be able to actually, like Zacchaeus, welcome Jesus in your life and join him on this journey of transformation? I'll be honest with you, it's not an instantaneous thing. This is a lifelong journey that you sign up for, and it's the most amazing thing. And change doesn't come easy. And sometimes it's painful, but it's all so good because it's deep and it's incredibly impacting, not just on your life, but on the life of those around you. So I want to give you that invitation to actually take that step of faith and say, like Zacchaeus, Jesus, I'm here, I'm curious, I'm interested, I want to welcome you, come into my life, come and bring the same change that you brought into Zacchaeus, and it's as simple as praying with me, and I'm going to pray a very simple prayer, and then you can either do it while I'm praying, or maybe take some time to to articulate your own prayer, but my encouragement for you, is to take that step and experience the ultimate makeover. Let's pray together. Jesus, I thank you that you have been so brilliant at touching Zacchaeus' life. I thank you for the love that I see there for him. I thank you for the way you began to change this man's past, his priorities, his thinking, his attitude, his passion, his drive in life. And Jesus, I pray that you will do the same in me. I want to surrender control to you and to say you have all of me. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. I want to leave my selfish and self-centered life behind, and I want to embrace the life that you're offering. I thank you that you're patient, you're gracious, scandalously gracious, you are so good. And I want to entrust my life into your hands. Amen. Listen, if you pray that prayer, over the last few weeks, I tried to explain to you. It's so important. It's almost like joining a team. And I'm using a sporting analogy. When you join a team, you sign a contract. And maybe by praying that prayer, you began by signing that contract, saying, Jesus, I want to Start a journey of transformation with you. Another important step if you're joining a team is you start training with a team. It's so important you're part of a local community of other Christians. Because man, we are broken people too. And God is fixing all of us. And there's no better company to be in than broken people who Jesus is fixing too. It's so, so good. And then the other thing that's important is to actually train. So we want to encourage you how to read the Bible for yourself, how to learn to pray, because those are important parts of of being a Christian. And, And then last but not least, it's so important to let other people know, listen, this is so good. This is why I'm doing this, because this is so good. I don't and I don't I don't want to keep it to myself and I can't keep it to myself. It's such an incredible thing to discover the love of Jesus. And we would love you to be able to do the same thing for the people that you love in your life, friends, family, neighbors, because this is so awesome. So please, if that's the case, get in touch with us. We're we're not gonna freak you out. We're not gonna try to (laughs) make you join a cult. Listen, we're just normal, ordinary people that love Jesus. And we would love for you to be part of our community and walk together with us. And I know it's weird because it's virtual, it's online. But we have Zoom meetings, we have ways in which we keep in touch, and you can be part of that. And I promise you, we're we're nice, we're cool people. Uh, We would love to see you, so please do get in touch. God bless.